Hi there, and welcome to the Tax-Free Crypto Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is we try to take news, some kind of news that might be a little complex. We try to break it down into tidbits that helps you to hopefully understand a little bit better so that you can be an informed trader or buyer and holder or hodler if you're in the game already. That's all I'm trying to do because where cryptocurrency is going these days it's only a matter of time as the adoption rates get better. Some of you who are 55 and above with all the money that's out there, uh, you're a little nervous or scared to get into the crypto market. So I just want to educate you about the importance of that. We talked about already uh, what the difference between a spot ETF and a futures ETF is and why it's important that BlackRock, Fidelity, Vanguard, ARK Invest, these big major financial institutions are already putting in for a spot ETF. And once that happens, they begin to buy up the inventory of what's out there for Bitcoin on top of the fact uh, with the having the Bitcoin having happening in April and May. I have a video that explains that as well. So keep following the podcast. Go back in our archive. I don't want to waste too much time in here because I have a very special podcast today and I'm looking forward to getting to that point. So the Bitcoin having the spot ETFs that, yes, Kathy Wood from ARK Invest, she wasn't denied. They just said, hey, we're not going to approve it yet. What we think is going to happen is that all of these applications that have been put in for the spot ETF, they're possibly going to be approved all at the same time. Uh, so right now, while Bitcoin's on sale, meaning it's low, I'd buy it up before that happens. Uh, so once the institutional money starts coming into the spot ETF or into the crypto space, just the price of Bitcoin alone, uh, we imagine is going to skyrocket. So if you are in that uh, sort of 55 and older range and, and you are giving me the grace of listening in today, I'm not saying take all of your uh, retirement money and put it into crypto. I'm saying take a portion of it because I believe a portion of your money ought to be in a smart way to invest. If you're younger, listen. I know you're already saying, Eric, I already trade cryptocurrency. Great. Let's do it through a tax-free vehicle. Part of it, not all of it. Stop looking at your investments in this linear sense, right? Where I'm either going to do it this way or this way. Look at it as a both and scenario. It's very nuanced. Continue to do what you're doing and add to it this uh, situation where it can be a tax-free thing. I know when you're young, you don't think of retirement. Matter of fact, I read this out. Let me pull it up on my phone. This came out yesterday, and I talked about this, just a, a, a social media post that I did. This kind of shocked me. This came out from Fidelity. This is the 401k balances in the United States of America. This is crazy. By generation. Gen Z right now, right? You young kids that are just now in the workforce or have a couple years in the workforce, $7,100, that's what's in your 401k balance on average. But the median price, meaning the most common price that's in there or holdings that are in there is $2,500. Now, if you look at that and you're like, hey, you know, they're Gen Z, they're just starting out, we get it. They don't make a whole lot. It's hard for them to put in and then their employer is going to match only X amount. Like that's understandable. Okay, how about millennials? That's my generation. At least I pretend. I think I'm an old one. I was born in 1980, so I think that's part of the millennial generation. I don't know. I'm going to just put myself there. The average amount of holdings in a 401k for millennials is $44,900. You've been working like me over 20 years, 20 plus years, 23, 24, 25 years of your life. 
and forty four thousand nine hundred dollars is what the average amount is hold is being held in a four hundred one k. But the median is fifteen five. Man, that that's sad. Here's the kicker: Gen X, my parents' generation. Uh, I I was I had Gen X parent, well, a boomer dad and a Gen X mom. The average for Gen X is one hundred forty five thousand five hundred. You've worked thirty five plus years. And you have 145.5 in your 401k on average, but your median, it's only 44,000. And then here's a really sad one is about the boomers, right? You've been working 50 plus and maybe you're trying to retire, but the average amount of holdings in a 401 for a boomer is $215,000, but the median is 61.2. So if you're younger, you might not be thinking of retirement. But I want to say to you, this is incredibly a crucial point of it. Boomers, it's it's our grandparents, it's our great grandparents, it's a generation that has calluses on their hands and and they're adjusting to this new world and and they only have two hundred fifteen thousand. And in in this new world, you have an opportunity to take some of your retirement funds uh, through a tax free vehicle, aka a Roth IRA and unleash it to be able to invest in cryptocurrency. So if you're young and you're already investing, Look at it nuanced, continue to do what you're doing, but also add to it a tax-free opportunity. Okay, I just wanted to start there. Also this, if you're on X or the uh, the company formerly known as Twitter, please follow me there. Uh, I am the TFC guy is my name, but my handle is tax-free underscore crypto, tax-free underscore crypto. Also, if you uh, are looking to be an affiliate, we are looking for affiliate marketers. If you, if that's part of your business plan, or if you're an individual that likes to market, please reach out to me. My email is eric, E-R-I-C, at taxfreecrypto.com. I just had a phone call this morning with another potential affiliate and who got the word from uh, the podcast. So I, I'm grateful for people who are out there listening. Okay. What the heck happened last Thursday? Last Thursday should forever be known as Red Thursday because Bitcoin dropped quite a bit like it was off the edge. If you remember last week's episode, I talked about the, we titled it the Holy Trinity of price volatility. And the Holy Trinity of price volatility is product launches that we talked about token unlocks that we talked about and just retail data how all these you know Walmart and other companies that data comes out and that does affect the markets in some way so when it got volatile and dropped i thought hoo hoo i was right try to pat myself on the back uh, however that's not at all why uh, crypto fell sometimes you can get in this vacuum and you you try to figure out exactly why things fall sometimes you don't quite know but i i did want to do some research and figure out why it tended to flatten out or or trade that way first of all it's the summer months and uh secondly it, we are in a bear market so that's part of why the volatility is there not like gas because historically bitcoin and ethereum and in and, and much of the crypto market it's actually less volatile than the rest of the stock market gas on the other hand right now is incredibly volatile right now they've had one heck of a bumpy road but that's because of the invasion of ukraine and all that political stuff i don't want to get into because i'm either going to get mad or you're going to get mad at me for what i say maybe when this uh, podcast is big enough i'll get to the point where i don't care what you think but in the meantime i do and so I just want to say that 13% of the world's oil, which comes from Russia, there, there's been sanctions that have been put on that. So oil has had this incredibly rough and bumpy ride. And 
while China's much-delayed reopening post-COVID from January to April of this year, there wasn't a spike in oil demands, even though they began to recover. So that's why there's volatility there. But put simply, oil has had to work hard over the summer while crypto has kind of been on a vacation. It's sort of been on this holiday. And I don't think this pattern is likely to repeat, but it possibly could. But what a week it was last week. Over $1 billion in crypto was liquidated in the span of just a few minutes. Last Thursday was a bloodbath. So what happened? China filed for, or the, their Evergrande Grande company filed for bankruptcy in Manhattan. It's the world's most heavily indebted property developer. And many fear that the recent real estate problems could spread into further parts of the economy. So with them filing for bankruptcy, that affected the market as well. But here's where a bunch of ding-dongs did a bunch of ding-dongery. And that's that uh, rumor spread that SpaceX sold off all of its Bitcoin, $393 million worth. Well, that's not what happened. All they did was they wrote down how much they had. And one of the journals, one of the newspapers picked it up as if they sold it off. People freaked out. They began to sell out. So some idiots were being idiots. So as prices kept dropping, it triggered over a billion dollars in liquidation. So if you wonder what the heck happened, that's in a nutshell what happened and why it dropped last week. As a result of that, we are now, uh, as of uh, the recording of this video, and as of about 20 minutes ago, Bitcoin's at $26,030. So that's what I, when I say right now, Bitcoin's on sale, that's what I mean. I don't mean it's on sale because you can go to my exchange and buy it and I have a good price on it. No, I'm saying it's on sale because that's the price of Bitcoin. So another FYI uh, on there. I have more information that we could kind of go into, but I really want to reserve my time for a very special guest that I have on today. His name is Josh Parrish. So I told you a couple of podcasts ago that I'm going to start having guests on. Next week, we're going to have Tim Story. He's going to be part of this. He's kind of a thought leader to celebrities. And uh, he was also at the Aspire event in New York City, speaking on the big stage. I had a, the privilege of meeting him. If you follow me on my socials, you'll see me have pictures with him. So I'm honored uh, that he'll be part of this. But today, and our very first guest on the Tax-Free Crypto Podcast is my friend, Josh Parrish. He's an entrepreneur. He's a real estate investor on the west side of Florida. And he's going to tell you a little bit more about that. He's a teacher of transformation, sort of about yourself. Now, I know that has nothing to do with the financial market, but I want this podcast to kind of be more than that, because you, as you begin to work on yourself, you begin to open your mind to understand things a little bit better. And I think the freedom of bodily autonomy is just as beautiful as the freedom of the financial markets uh, that come with cryptocurrency. So, Josh, welcome to the podcast. Let's talk about you. What's up? Hey, man, thanks for having me. I didn't know I was the first. It's exciting. Only up from here. Yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about yourself. When you and I were, were talking about you being a, a guest on here, I was really enamored by you talking about the transformation and helping people lead and, and uh, themselves and, and uh, you know, about the, the, the health lifestyle and those things. I'm, I'm personally attracted to those things, but I, I thought it was a good opportunity to bring it up within this podcast. What can you tell us about that? Well, one is, you know, I mean, I really like the lead in, uh, you know, everything that you set up front, because, you know, I, even though crypto is, is an amazing investment, uh, the best investment I feel is the investment in ourselves. And, you know, uh, you talking about those retirement stats you know, at the beginning of the of the show, it really it stood out to me because, 
you know, retirement really is, is a thing of the past, mm. you know, like we're, most of us, we're going to be working to our dying days. And, you know, there was this book, Thou Shall Prosper by a uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin. Mm. And, uh, you know, it, basically it was just, he was talking about why the Jews have been so successful over the course of, of history. Mm. And, it's essentially because they they picked out you know a career that they could do until their dying day you know jewelers accountants and whatnot and you know so it's just heading into the future we're going to have to go th at things a little bit differently because i mean to think that you can put away 10 percent of your savings for 20 30 years and then you know it being taxed to you know kingdom come you know like just 10% for 30 years is not going to get you, you know, with inflation, not going to get you where you want to be. You're going to be eating Raymond noodles. So you better figure it out now and you better take care of yourself now. And then you better figure out how you're going to invest your money. Because I mean, it's, it's only going to get more tough, you know, not to be gloom and doom or anything. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to start screaming at you about, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do one of those guest appearances, but yeah, but yeah man, I mean, it's just like heading to the future. Like we got to, we got to go at things with a little bit different mindset than our parents and our grandparents. And yeah, cause I mean, reality is shifting in minuscule ways as we head forward. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but yeah, man, teacher transformation. I, you know, I've been a, a coach for about the last 20 years now and no matter what you want to do, like you're going to have to start out making your, your vessel more refined, uh, mm -hmm. more tough and more mm -hmm. resilient. And uh, just that's where it's at. Let's talk to two people right now. Let's talk to the, to the couple that is, they're about to be empty nesters, right? He's got a dad bod. She has been a, a working mom. They're sort of just in this stage. They're, they're getting tired out. They're trying to work toward their retirement, of course, which I'm trying to educate them on. What, what would you say if, if they were a client of yours? They're looking for more energy. They're looking to get pep back into their step. And, you know, you and I talked about last week as well, just the spiritual side of things, you know, because I'm a person of faith myself. And so I, I find that there's internal healing by going to, to, to God by prayer and those sort of connections. But beyond that, there's also, if you abstain from certain chemicals, if you uh, just decide in your, your, your mind and heart that you're just going to live a certain way or go a certain way, like, what would you tell that couple who they just sent their last kid off to college. Uh, they're in this stage of life. What do we do next? They're at the top of their careers, but they just don't have that energy or that mindset. How would you help them? How would you talk to them? Well, I would, I would start talking about gratitude and micro wins, you know, micro mm -hmm. wins heading in maybe a different direction than where they're currently going. Because I mean, them being successful and, and raising, you know, kids that have off to college and, you know, they're very, uh, firm in their careers and whatnot, they may have let their body slide, you know? So I would talk about, you know, starting to journal what their current regiment is and then showing appreciation for, for what they currently have. Uh, but also, you know, just creating these scenarios where they're winning throughout the day, you know, in terms of like maybe going outside and, being in the sunshine for five, 10 minutes, 
Mm. And then maybe walking for five to 10 minutes after a meal, uh, you know, things to implement in their current lifestyle. So they just don't feel like they just hopping off on hopping off of one track onto another because change is the scariest thing for us besides public speaking in life, public speaking and death and change are like the top three uh, things that people are scared to death of. And so you don't want change to be too abrupt. Mm -hmm. And if you, you know, if you, if a big part of your life is leaving, you know, all of a sudden, you know, that's a major percentage of your life. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, if you're trying to hop on a new lifestyle, like you're going to send a kid off and all of a sudden you're going to, be in a nudist colony and then be a vegan <laughs> or something like you know like it's like whoa whoa jim and karen stay jim and karen you know and then <laughs> just eat some bean sprouts for breakfast and then you know we'll go forth <laughs> then but we'll go no need to hop tracks completely but yeah i mean it's it's a, it's a small change over time and and we would get into talk about eliminating vice, vices but at the same time, like you don't want to implement too much change at once. But yeah, getting out in nature and just doing these little things that are going to create that momentum towards the lifestyle that you're you're envisioning. That's uh, that's where it's at. I love that. Uh, I love that that thought, the statement, or obviously it's part of your process. Micro wins. I, I love that idea of micro wins. One of my favorite movies uh, of all time is the movie The Patriot. I don't know if you remember ever watching that Mel Gibson, right? This is back in the late nineties. A couple clips. What's that? A couple clips. I remember. Yeah. Okay. So there's a, there's a line in there. I remember the Brits, they came, they, they burned the house down. They shot his oldest son and he had a couple of other sons and he throws them muskets. And then they run off into the woods to try to cut off and flank the British army that had his other son with him. So he killed one son and they, they, they captured another and they're at the trees and Mel Gibson's character looks at his boys and he's, and he throws them a rifle. You remember how I taught you to shoot boys? And they said, yes, sir. And they said, aim small, miss small. I, I love that statement. That statement's kind of always stuck with me. Aim small, miss small. Now I know that's counterintuitive because when entrepreneurs hear the word small, right? There's this automatic assumption of you're not thinking big or dreaming big. But the idea that I take from that is not aim small to miss small. My vision is big, but I need these micro wins for confidence. I need these micro wins for case studies, for helping myself to know that these are there. And maybe I sort of just rambled on a little bit about that, but but I love that idea of micro wins. Like, hey, you know, I have the, uh, my wife bought me this fat bit for for Christmas a while back and I've been wearing it ever since. And so it started with 10,000 steps a day on average. So after the first year, then I, then I went to 14,000 steps. I reset it to be that. Right. So I love that idea about micro wins. So sorry if I broke that down a little too much. Okay. So now micro wins should apply to everybody who hears that. Now, here you are, you're a young man. And young men, I know nowadays with the the political climate are really getting beat down a lot. And and it kind of breaks my heart to see that. What would your encouragement to that person be? Obviously, you have micro wins to the older couple who is in a new setting of life. But now here's this young this young man or even this young lady for that 
for that matter. They've been helicoptered by their parents, so it's not their fault. They don't know how to forward think. They don't have critical thinking skills. They don't know how to be a citizen. They're still in mom's basement playing video games. How would you encourage them if you had them as a client? Well, just to comment on your your aim small, miss small. To me, I think that, you know, that that means to act like a sniper. Mm. You know, because you may take one mm. shot and you know you may only have one bullet you know but if you take out their commander you know then the whole the whole army falls right so right. i mean because you you may have very limited resources very limited time but taking an action that is is highly leveraged you know being very strategic with your moves because we only have so much time in the day. We only have so many resources and firepower, but, you know, it's, it's that little domino that, you know, goes over the course of a hundred stack dominoes and then it's knocking over like something the size of a wall. Yeah. Right. So for the young folks know oh, that their actions create ripples over the course of their life. So I, I was talking to my girlfriend yesterday about how I, I, I and I still do it. It's like, oh, jo future Josh will take care of it. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, man, I, I caught myself yesterday with, I'm like, damn it, Josh. Damn it, Josh, 12 months ago. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. That I bought these so big good. mud tires for my truck and, and, and 12 months ago, man, they're, they're hot. They're still they're still looking good, but they they make my truck ride like a covered wagon. But <laughs> but yeah, to the uh, and I'm just like I'm kicking myself over it. But they look cool. But uh, but yeah, to to the young to the young cats, your your moves matter today just as yeah. much as they will in the future. And yeah. even though you you don't have much experience in the world, go out and get some. Because, yeah. I mean, yes, book studies are amazing, and I've read hundreds and hundreds of books and taken courses and whatnot, but what, whatever you want to do, yeah, read some books on it, but go out and do it, even mm -hmm. if you feel dumb. Like, mm -hmm. your, your, first, your first few reps, your first few minutes, time in the trenches of what you want to do, you're going to look crazy. Mm -hmm. But if you just show up and you, you're going to focus and you're going to ask good questions – people around you are going to support you. So go out and just bang it up and, and go mess up because that's yeah. what life is. And even just because someone's, you know, three times your age, if you're 20 and, you know, the 60 year olds, the 80 year olds, they just have more life experience because nobody knows what they're really doing. Yeah. Like people just fail in a better manner going mm -hmm. forward for the most part. So yeah, I mean, yeah, just, it's all an experiment. So, I love that line. They fail in a better manner. Yeah. Because, you know, it's even a biblical principle of, of wisdom. Like it's impossible to have wisdom without experience. Impossible. You can have knowledge without experience. I, I read a book and I, I really enjoyed it called The Coddling of the American Mind by Jonathan Haidt, H-A-I-D-T, how, how you spell it. And he gives an illustration about that. He says, which which young person would you uh, trust more? So in this scenario, he talks about, you know, a couple in the cul-de-sac. They gather all the kids in the cul-de-sac. They go find a, an expert who's an expert at training people how to climb trees. That expert comes out, teaches all the kids in the cul-de-sac how to do it. 
would you trust one of those kids or do you trust little Johnny whose parents let him jump up and down the trees, you know, since he was a little kid? Which kid do you trust more, the one who got an education by an expert or the kid who's been doing it because his parents kind of let him have that that free range lifestyle, right? So I love that concept of what you're saying. They're afraid to try. They're afraid to get out. And yeah, to to have those micro wins again to go out, man, I just love that thought process. I was going to say the, the, the hoarding of knowledge is one of the worst sins that you could ever commit. Ooh, hoarding of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Dang, dude, that's good. Yeah, the hoarding of knowledge. There's a kind of a running joke in my family. I have four daughters, and I don't know if that's because God is trying to discipline <laughs> me for my teen years or uh, if I just, he knew I'd be able to raise four daughters. But anyways, it's always the, hey, hey, child, take out the trash. And if they go, I know, that doesn't really satisfy me. Like, okay. It's okay that you know, but it doesn't matter that you know because your action doesn't back up your knowledge. So you can't just walk around like telling somebody to do something and all they have to do is say, I know. And you're like, cool, that's all I wanted you to do is know it. No, I want you to do it. You have to do the things that you know, right? It's impossible to have wisdom without putting your knowledge to the test, right? Absolutely. Yeah, there's a there's an acronym called Ohio and teach your kids this, but only handle it once. So if Ah. something takes two to three minutes or less, and it's a little chore or, you know, something that's reoccurring, don't let that little task overtake you for like the entire day, because say you have to go and clean up the kitchen, but if clean up the kitchen is in the back of your mind Mm. all day, then it's like, well, that's just eating up mental real estate. Mm -hmm. So, and that can actually deviate you from higher performance task. Mm. But you got to go take care of this thing that was two to three minutes that nagged you all day. It's like, oh, I got to call grandma. You know, it's like, because I call my grandma like every other day. But if I go all day in two days without calling grandma, it pops up in my, in my head a dozen times. I need to call grandma. So I would just call grandma to say, hey, and it's, it's, it's like 60 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I've I've lived by that Ohio principle for years now, and I, I still say Ohio, just do it, Josh, just go do it. And yeah, you, I mean, because if you have a dozen things that take two minutes, then you never, and you, you think about just those dozen things, you'll never have a a, pro, a a profound thought because you're thinking about the damn twelve minute or right. the twelve two minute task that you should have done. It's just cleaning off your plate. Yeah. I love how you said that earlier. Future Josh will get it, right? I'll do it. And then that the later becomes hours, then days, then weeks, then months, then years. And you just look back on this, this time well wasted of, of good intentions. And, and now at my age, I, I look back and I remember, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And when you're young, you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. And now you look back like, wow. Boy, it truly, how did I get here from there? And I just think that that's beautiful. Let's do this, Josh. I I want people to be able to reach out to you, whether you want to give an email, a social handle, uh, your phone number. And then I want you to kind of leave our audience with something you felt is profound that might even encourage their day when they hear this. Well, you can find me best on Instagram at the Josh Parrish, T-H-E. J-O-S-H-P-A-R-I-S-H. 
and that's at the Josh Parrish on Instagram, you know, and just, again, it's the whole retirement thing that stuck out to me. And it's important to, to test new waters, you mm-hmm. know, the whole cryptocurrency thing. Yes. It's been around for a decade or so, but, but yeah, I mean, there's, it sounds like there's multiple ways to skin this cat. Right. So just to get in there and, and learn by doing and, and taking, Again, you got micro wins, but take micro risk too. get your feet mm, wet. You know, don't good. go bet the house, you know, on something that you don't understand. But, you know, I mean, the best, uh, the best lessons are learned through loss, right? So go, go lose just a couple bucks in the, in a new vehicle, you know, and see, yeah. like, oh, I shouldn't do that again, you know, or right. like, maybe you'll gain, you know, so just like, you know, just go test the waters. Yeah. I love that. We may title the name of this podcast something like micro wins and micro risks. I really love that thought. You you've taught me something today, Josh. For that, I'm very grateful. I hope that you get to be a recurring guest with us. I, I would absolutely love that. I enjoy our conversations. I love your energy and I appreciate your your knowledge. So micro wins, micro risks, and the greatest sin of mankind is hoarding is the hoarding of knowledge. Gosh, I love that. All right, you can find Josh Parrish on Instagram at the Josh Parrish. Check that out. Uh, thank you for tuning in today. I look forward for next week. Uh, so sign him off, Josh, and we'll say goodbye. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you having me. All right. Take care, everybody. So thanks again for tuning into the Tax-Free Crypto Podcast. I am so grateful that you are a part of the journey. If you've listened to everyone, uh, probably mom. Thanks, mom, for listening every time. Uh, but uh, I want to let you know again, as I said earlier in the cast, that uh, next week, Tim Story, he's going to be on the podcast. Uh, he's uh, been a personal friend of mine, and I've really appreciated every opportunity I had to speak with him. He's known as the comeback coach. Uh, he's an acclaimed culture, influencing thought leader. He's a life strategist. Uh, he is a speaker. He's a counselor. He's an author. All those things that are there. Uh, he finds himself uh, in the presence of a lot of high-profile individuals as he gives them help with recovery and discovery. And uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to having him next week. So please join the Tax-Free Crypto Podcast next week. And so between now and then, I look forward to hearing your comments and uh, send questions if there's anything that you would like for me to cover. So thanks again for being here. Tax-Free Crypto.